3: Hey, Brendo, Steve here, and Larson,
4: and welcome back to Going in Raw Matt Chat. Well, this is a very special moment for us because, sure like Cal, has hosted Going in Raw with you two years ago when I decided. When I people don't know this, I quit the show for a month. Contract renegotiations. You brought in Cal. I was like, oh crap. There people goes People like Cal Jack more than me. There goes I better run back, and you got a bigger piece of the pie, Larson. Pretty shocking details here on this episode of Matt Chat. Cal Jack is with us as our guest. Welcome, Cal. Hey, what's up, you guys? Friendos. It's
5: been a minute. How are you guys doing? Uh,
4: it has been it's a been minute. A we used to do our uh, live reactions with you back in the office for a spell. And mm-hmm. then, of course, you guest hosted uh, Going In Raw for about, like I said, about two years ago. And you did an amazing oh, job. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Shucks so uh if people want to know more about what you're up to because you're back now that indie wrestling is sort of back uh you've been all over the place what's going on with you dude
5: oh i've just been trying to do my best make my my mark in this business which isn't easy but uh yeah i've traveled quite a bit hitting little shows being backstage at a couple cool little events talking to certain people can't say but yeah it's been it's been fun so far and i'm happy that the indies are starting to come back more and more. So, all things are good.
4: What is the next uh what do you have on the horizon in terms of where people can find you at wrestling shows?
5: So, a lot of you may or may not know, but I've relocated to Las Vegas and there's a couple shows we have coming up on this side of the world. We have Dark Arts Presents Hot Dogs Handshakes and Exposure Bucks. We have a pretty good card on that one. I'm taking on luster the legend who is a part of the team reno scum and they were in impact and he's a great dude and that's gonna be a fun little match and then the following day i'll be in los angeles for amped up for the good friendo sean black's company and i'm taking on gino told you so hopefully the enforcer stevie bradley will be there and Ao worm was there too and that's pretty cool
4: that's right that's that's right I So his name is Gino. I told you so. So are you going to tell him so? so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does he yell that during matches? I told you so. That's I told you great, so. It's a great gimmick, right? That's it's, awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's really good. Yeah. I love that. I know one of these days, man, I know Lars and I both want to check out one of those amped up wrestling mm-hmm. shows because uh, it looks like a lot of fun. They're great. Um, all right. So, of course, this is Matt chat. So uh, these are questions submitted by our awesome patrons at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson at $20 a month. You can submit your video question. That's right. You can have your face right here on the show every single month with another guest star uh, here on Matt chat. So, uh, Larson, where where are we starting today? We're Who's start, starting us we're off? We're starting
3: off today? here with a debut Matt chatter, I believe. Pop punk Bob Ross has a question. It's a power ranking. Let's get some power ranking in here while Cal's here. Uh, Let's see what pop punk Bob Ross has to say. How's
6: it going, friendos? It's Pop Pug Bob Ross coming at you with a match chat question. So, with Roman Reigns holding on to that title for the foreseeable future, probably for the next two to three years, a lot of us are wondering who's going to take that title off him. Cena's going to lose to him. The Rock's more than likely going to lose to him. And you guys have mentioned that it's going to be an up-and-comer who's going to take it off of him. But looking at NXT, there's really no up-and-comers that are believable in beating roman at this point and i'm almost worried that in the next two to three years you could end up seeing roman have a more and more boring title reign to which that nobody's going to want to watch anymore the tribal treat chief is very interesting at the moment but how much longer can you push this and maybe he'll have to turn face again which will not work with the crowd so power rank five wrestlers in which are on the current roster right now on either SmackDown, Raw, or NXT, who you believe can take that title off of Roman within the next two to three years. Thank you, pop
3: punk Bob Ross. Cal, you're our guest today. We're polite here on Going In Raw. We have good manners, so guests go first by all means.
5: Oh shucks. All right, well, this is my list, and there is no personal bias on my list. Should I start from the bottom up or from the top down?
4: Yeah, start from five and then go to your top pick.
5: Okay, well, this first one is a little biased because I am friends with him and I did give him his last independent wrestling match before he joined WWE. Number five on my list is Mansoor. Why not? I like Mansoor. He's not crazy. That's that's, that's
4: an awesome pick. I was literally writing, so I didn't look at these questions, Mm Mansur. I was literally writing his name At my number five as well. So I'm going to take that off, but I love that pick at number five. Mansur,
5: a.k.a. Manny Faberino, also known as – he's only 17. That was his gimmick, was (laughs) being a 17-year-old kid. When he wasn't 17, but he told everyone he was 17. Um, Four on my list is Big E Langston, or a.k.a. Big E. He's got the Money in the Bank briefcase. I don't know if he's going to – you know, it seems like it, he might be leaning more towards Lashley because Lashley's beaten up Kofi and Woods. But I would like to see him t- put that on Roman, you know. And then three is Edge. Um, I know Edge and Seth are having a thing right now, but, you know, I just – I love Edge to death. The guy's amazing. So I'm going to say Edge. Two, Seth freaking Rollins – Easy, safe, safe pick. And then number one is Drew McIntyre. I love Drew. He's the man. I hope they, you know, I don't know where he's going to end up, you know, especially within two to three years, whether he'll stay on Raw or he'll eventually go to SmackDown. But that's my list. Very, very simple, easy, good easy list. picks. Good list. Yeah. I like it. What a good list. What Pretty a good guys, list. Well,
4: I only have one crossover with Cal because it's kind of an obvious one, but I'm going to go with my number five. It was Mansoor because I think I honestly think that Mansoor and Ali have the best thing going right now in the WWE. Uh, I love their their early tag team; it's great. Mansoor is awesome. I think that he would be a great number five. But you said that I'm going to go instead with Bronson Reed at my number five. Aww. I think this guy uh, he is he's got all the charisma in the world. I think they need to really nail down his character, get him some solid wins. Uh, I really like Bronson Reed. I have him my number five. My number four is going to be, you already mentioned it, Drew McIntyre. I think that Drew is is a possibility with the draft coming up. I think Roman's probably going to have that title for a long time. So they'll, they'd have to take the long route, maybe keep Drew on raw for another year. And and maybe have him pick up the WWE title and then in like the next draft, like a year from now, maybe even two years from now, depending on that rock match, when that rock match happens, because that rock match is going to be, you know, I think that's going to be for the title. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think Drew is a great option. The great thing about Mansoor is that he's the the only guy that I really see on the roster right now that has the potential to have like a three-year road to that spot where if they book it properly, he could be like the biggest thing in the company. Um, My number three is Jay Uso. Uh, I think that I have a hard time seeing it right now because he's so broken down. But in the right hands, if Paul Heyman is able to keep his hands on this creative over the course of the next two years, then they could really build him back up to that point. I'm I'm not, I, I, I'm bearish on that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that'd get a huge crowd pop. My number two, he's a super uh, destroyer heel right now, Bob Lashley. I think you have this, you, you have like a really great run with this WWE title, uh, getting wins over names like Goldberg, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, former champion. I mean, just completely annihilated him. Uh, And, you know, you keep that title on him, maybe tease something like this at Survivor Series where both guys come out. It's a wonk finish, uh, a double count out, something stupid like that. But it's like, whoa, this guy could really go toe to toe with Roman Reigns. And then again, after The Rock is done with his thing, you get Bob Lashley over to SmackDown via the draft. And it's like, oh, man, what a great matchup there. And then, of course, my number one, I guess this would also be uh, some uh, something you already had. It's Big E. He's got that briefcase. Uh, but again, maybe he spends some time on Raw first. And then in two years, you have the draft. He comes back over, and that's when he takes that title off Roman Reigns. Once he's legitimized himself as WWE champion, which is kind of the secondary title in WWE. Right now, yeah.
5: yeah.
4: Uh, so uh, you bring him over to win Big One, the Universal Championship. Uh, on on SmackDown.
3: Yeah. Uh, number five on my list, I got Keith Lee. He's got the in-ring ability. Oh, He's got the presence. He's got the charisma. Get some strong creative behind Keith Lee. He's a, a consistent main eventer for years to come. Uh, number four, Seth Rollins, given his history with Roman Reigns. Makes all the sense uh, to potentially have him be the one to beat Roman. You can tell a pretty interesting story about that. Three on my list, I got Riddle. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody in WWE who's like the polar opposite of Roman Reigns more so than Riddle is. After he's done with the story with Orton, maybe he's able to tap in more to a, a bit more of a serious side. Although he's plenty serious and intense in the ring. You know, once he's in the ring, there's no goofing around with Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Riddle, uh, face him off against Roman, could be some interesting Mike stuff. Awesome matches. Two, Biggie, uh, he's got the money in the bank briefcase. He could conceivably cash in. Anytime, uh, obviously they're probably going to wait till after WrestleMania, whenever Roman has this match with The Rock, to actually consider any sort of title change. Uh, number one, this is like the one person they've actually done a good job of booking to make it conceivable that tomorrow, in a one-on-one match, this person could beat Roman because they've set it up. The only two, he's had two matches against him, both times he lost because other people were involved. And that is Edge. They have actually booked Edge, so he, in my mind, if he pinned Roman, I would buy it. They actually did a pretty good job booking Edge in terms of think- me thinking, all right, he could be Roman if there they was. They put
4: him up there, yeah. They put him up there in terms of like power ranking him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They did that with Edge in
3: a one-on-one bout with no interference, no third party involved. He could, he could, he could be Roman.
4: Yep, yep. He could be Roman. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got Dirty Rich with a question uh, uh, about AW. Let's see what he has to say. Dirty Rich here, trying to make this quick as you see, because I'm at work and I escaped my uh, job site to send this in because. It's due by 12, and I'm watching an old Mania and I remembered it's due today. Anyway, this is going to sound weird coming from me as I've been anti-AEW for quite a bit, but I'm kind of scratching my head. If you all were to introduce the world of AEW to someone, each of you give me your top three matches that you would suggest to someone if they were interested in watching AEW. As always,
0: too sweet. Stay cool, guys. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Dirty Rich. Thank you, Man, Dirty Rich. Dude, there's so many to choose from. There's so many matches to choose from. Here's my three. Uh, number three, uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega versus the Bucks at Revolution. Uh, just, I mean, just great storytelling. I still think that my the, the best tag team match of all time is the Bucks. Versus uh, the Golden Lovers, mm-hmm. which precedes this match uh, and was not obviously in all elite, But I kind of feel like spiritually there are some, there's some significance yeah, there. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know? There, yeah. there, it's, there's, it's there's sort of a spiritual success to some of this there stuff. To the stories they're trying to tell. Yeah. Another Young Bucks match is going to be against FTR. If somebody is getting into a, if you're like, hey, check out AEW they might have already been a fan of, like, some WCW stuff or wrestling in general, and this is the match. It was the love letter to tag team wrestling where they did a bunch of other tag team finishers Mm -hmm. and moves and a lot of callbacks to that stuff. So I'm going to say the Bucks and FTR...
0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie dot com. That's a N G I dot com.
4: And then I'm going to say this is my number one answer. It's Britt Baker versus uh, Thunder Rosa lights out. Holy crap. These two go at it. It's fantastic. It's really great. So there you go. Yes. And then yes. My, my Dark Horse candidate would be Jericho versus Nick Gage. from this match. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that was
3: great. I watched there that match
4: the other day. Yeah, it's fun stuff.
3: Yeah. Um, we share a couple answers, Steve. I, I, too, have Young Bucks versus Kenny and Hangman Page from Revolution. It, you can make the case it's the best match that AEW's put out there so far in the, in, in their existence. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have Thunder Rosa versus Britt, the lights-out match. Man, that was edgier seat stuff. That was so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Number one on my list, though, is Kenny Omega versus Pac on Dynamite, the 30-minute Ironman match they had. Oh, that's a good one. That match was phenomenal. That was really Absolutely good. phenomenal. Um, I feel like you get a little bit of everything with these three bouts, a lot of what AEW has to offer. Uh, not I mean, I guess it could have put the triple threat with Orange Cassidy and Pac against Kenny. Uh, that was really fun. If you want to get a little more of the comedy stuff that AEW can do, just to kind of touch all the bases. But in my mind, those are probably the three best matches AEW has had to date. So that's
5: why I got my list. Cal, what do you got? Um, my list is a lot different than your guys' because two of the matches I actually saw live. So, And seeing it live, to me, is much different than obviously watching on t- television or whatever. So my number three is Moxie vs. Nagata. That match was so much oh, fun to watch. Oh, yeah,
4: you got to see that live. That's right. That's that so match cool. was so
5: much fun to watch live. And not to mention, I talked to somebody, certain someone, and they're like dude this is a guy who i watched when i was 11 and the fact that i get to wrestle against him that was awesome mm-hmm, that's so what I mean. that to me was pretty cool uh christian versus matt sidell that's christian's like legit first real match coming back after a long hiatus even though yeah he did the the royal rumble or whatever mm-hmm. uh that match was so much fun to watch live that that was like a good storytelling match and just easy easy just great stuff and then my number one and there's some biasy behind it but whatever it's you know that's why you brought me on uh jungle boy versus Dax Harwood that was the match oh what a great match jungle boy that was like just a good storytelling match Mm -hmm. Dax and jungle boy killed it I think that really put jungle boy on the map as a real star and I love that match so those are my top three those that's good match
3: those great are picks. really good. Great. I'm picks.
4: going to also give a quick shout out to what was the match that Statlander came back? Was it Chuck and Trent versus uh, Miro and Kip? Yeah. Was the, that the, uh, the arcade match. Yeah. Yes. The arcade yeah. anarchy, which is like such a cheesy thing, but, it was but holy fun. crap, that was a really fun match fun. and Statlander coming back for that in like the, wasn't it like the, the, like uh, the claw machine yeah, or something the claw like game. that? Yeah. 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 That was, that, that was, was really cool. No, I was trying to think of an orange Cassidy match because like. He brings that that whole element of AEW mm-hmm. brings something that like casuals could really bite exactly. into. It's like, oh, whoa, this is kind of neat. Um, so yeah, uh, Orange Cassidy. I was trying to think of like one of his better matches, and I really remember probably really the one with Kenny it, yeah. and Pack, the title match. That was a good match. I dug that match. I hated the finish. Oh yeah, I you did like not
3: finish. like all the titles being used. I thought I, it. Was I'll give a shout out silliest. to the first Stadium Stampede match as well. That was tons of fun. That was fun. That was and really That finish fun, was insane can he do the one-winged angel off the camera platform to the yeah that was fantastic the platform below anyways let's, let's say, move um, on to oh sorry Kelly you got, you got oh, some, I was just something i to say
5: add? i think uh i like the match a little some parts a little rough but with serena d and red velvet oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah that yeah. matches good. serena d is so
3: good yeah, she, yeah she's, she's, really good. She's, so she's really good she's so good really good uh move on to tna for life he's got a question Let's see what he has to say.
2: What's going on guys?
6: It's your boy TNA for life, clean shaven and back for a match hat question. I want to know now that we have crowds back, if you can go on a wrestling trip, all expenses included, to any city of your choice, including, you know, the fans, you know, what you could do outside of the wrestling show you're going to and just the whole experience involved. What city would you pick? What promotion would it be? And what is the big main event? Thank you so much, Cal, Jack, Stephen, Larson. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Peace.
3: Thank you, TNA for life. All right, this is easy for me. Steve, Cal, what's the greatest show in any wrestling calendar of the year? What's the number one show? I can't see Triple what that's Mania. Is. Triple Mania. Really,
4: it. Triple A. Triple, Triple Mania. Mania. Yeah, so uh,
3: Arena Mexico, Mexico mm-hmm. City. Triple Mania. That's the show I want to be at. And uh, I know they faced the main event of Triple Media before. Let's run it back. Uh, this time, uh, make it like a, a, a hammer match. <laughs> where there's a hammer suspended above the ring. You got to get a ladder and get the hammer so you can use it. I'm talking Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Blue Demon Jr. Run that back. That was so much darn fun.
4: Oh, it was so much fun, dude. It was so great. It was so awesome. Cal, what do you say? If, you could, if, if money was no expense, what promotion, what location, and what's your main event?
5: easy easy blood sport it's my thing it's gonna be blood sport and location anywhere i don't care let's put it let's put it in vegas let me in vegas blood sport. let's go to the t-mobile arena and we're gonna have me versus either barnett or moxley Ooh. that's the match right there oh, main it. event that's what i oh, that's want great. That, that's the match blood sport me versus barnett or moxley that's great. pure pure wrestling no ropes
4: all right Frappling. so it's punches and strikes Arena Mexico, Triple yep. Mania. Yep. But my, my main event is going to be Blue Demon Jr., but it's going to be against Kenny Omega. Oh. Make that match. Ooh. Look, Kenny's on this trip right now where he's just completely destroying his body. He's just it's He looks like he's just wrecked all the time. He looks like he's exhausted being the belt collector. So I think his final boss should be Blue Demon Jr., <laughs> in uh yeah a ladder's match special guest ref the tired uh mariachi uh from the last triple mania mm-hmm. uh and yeah just all the bells and whistles that's what i want to see that sounds great and i want to be front row for that when phoenix or error whoever suicide dives out of the ring i want him to be coming at me and i'll catch him
3: there you go man that's like that time that uh that was it michael Corless smith Williamson. It michael oh michael smith. smith that's right yeah Ran into your lap at a King's game. That was great. That was great. Good um,
6: hustle, Star.
3: <laughs> we got a question from Stephen M next. Let's <laughs> we'll see what Stephen M has to say.
6: What's going on for notes today? My match chat question is about moves. And this is in the instance of who you think has the best version of that move. And then the best moment or the kind of use of that move. So we all think the edges of quite a weak spear, like a running hug. But also, I think Edge also has the most iconic use of the spear when he speared Jeff Hardy off the ladder in TLC2. And then I think personally, Bobby Lashley has the best spear. The man runs through, a person doubles over, looks like a car crash. I know people will say Goldberg, but that's just my opinion.
4: Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. What do you say, Cal? What's the best version of a move and what's the best moment of that move?
5: Best version of the move. It's the cutter. And it's by Randy Orton. Oh, the best answer. version of it was when he hit on Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania 31. <laughs> exact the answer, answer, too. I got to think about that, that is hard. the answer. It, yeah. it's, it's the answer of all answers. You that is, can't, like, that is it's the great. most protected move in pro wrestling. It's the best move. It's the cutter. Randy yeah. Orton. RKO. Seth Rollins. WrestleMania 31.
4: All right, Cal. That's obviously the correct answer. But I'm going to go with... You know, because we only go down from there. The second best answer is uh, the power bomb. God, I'm torn between the power bomb and the stunner. I'm gonna give two answers. Larson, you weren't gonna say the stunner, were you?
3: No, I got think okay. of a brand new answer because I had I had the RKO. That's, R- the, right R- was, uh, that's okay. the right answer. Okay,
4: and I know I had to think on the fly too. Uh, so I got the power bomb. It's Kevin Nash's powerbomb back in WCW, and it's Kevin Nash's powerbomb back in WCW when he did it on the Giant, because that was damn impressive. the time, the time he actually, when actually hit it, yeah. not when he uh, dropped him on his head, yeah. um, although that was pretty impressive, too. Uh, and then my secondary answer, to give Larson a little bit more time, it's going to be the Stone Cold Stunner, and nobody, nobody does it better than Steve Austin. It's just, There's something about that snap. Once he got the gut maybe the middle fingers and then dropped it. Oh man. No. And then he starts barking at them on the ground. Uh, nobody ever did it better. Nobody has done it better. It's the stone cold stunner. And when he did it, the best version of that is when he did it on the best moment of that is when he did it, uh, at any point on the rock who then just bounced up and bounced on the ropes and and sold the crap out of it. Uh, and then the second best moment of that is when he did, if you ever look at Stone Cold hitting the stunner on Sergeant Slaughter. It looks like Slaughter actually spikes himself in the process at, like, whatever, 55 years old or whatever he was. It's an amazing moment. It was on Raw ages ago.
3: Um,
4: so, yeah, there's my answers.
3: All right, since Cal took the, gave the right answer, which is my answer as well, Orton with the cutter versus Seth, WrestleMania 31, 1,000% the right answer. Uh, I'm going to say a, a brain, bu- brain buster on the top turnbuckle and just every time El Generico did it.
4: That's great. I'm yeah. going to also give this one. Uh, <laughs> that is a great move. Uh, the uh, super kick, Shawn Michaels, and when he gave it to Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Or Shelton
3: Benjamin. the Shelton Benjamin spot. Shelton was Benjamin. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was about to say Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, that was amazing. That was great. That was a great spot. It's a great spot. We got one more question, a text <laughs> question from Luis Ariza. It says, uh, all right, friendos, and I'll put friendo Caljack. I got some questions uh, for you. Uh, first, what is a talent or talent... F- Talents from any era that you don't understand why they never got a big push. And the second, what are some bad wrestling takes you used to have, Steve? Yep, You kick us off.
4: All right. So the first answer for that question, a talent from any era that I don't understand why they never got a big push, it's going to be Damian Sandow. Uh, Two times. Twice. This guy got himself so over with the crowd I don't understand. I know it was because it was against John Cena, but like I feel like this guy had everything. He had the look, he had the character, he had the charisma. He was a decent wrestler. Still is a decent wrestler. I think he's still in the NWA. Um, I really love Sandow, and they just they had him cash in that awesome leather custom briefcase against John Cena. Give him the fucking strike. Give him the title. Just give it. I think at that point, like it was probably for the secondary title anyways, like the the big gold belt, I think is what he was cashing in on. I could be wrong about that. Um, But yeah, put the put the title on Sandow. See what he could do with it. And then the time when he was with the Miz mm-hmm. and he was doing the stunt double stuff. He was so over. People loved that shit. So I'll never understand why they didn't. And maybe it was some backstage stuff. I don't know. You never know because you're not there. But I'll never understand why they didn't try to push Sandown more. Um, and then uh, the second question, the bad wrestling take I used to have is that Bret Hart was an underrated champion or overrated <laughs> champion. I think that's a terrible take. I think he's a fantastic champion, and he did everything he could. People love Bret Hart. I love Bret Hart. I think he's fantastic. So there you go.
3: All right. Uh, I got two names here that I'm still surprised I never got a serious push. One, Canyon. Dude was a great oh, wrestler.
4: Yeah. Canyon was great.
3: Fantastic wrestler. I know he was involved in storylines pretty consistently, but he's never pushed it, as that I recall, as top star. And mm-hmm. that's a bummer because he was really good. Uh, and then uh, we see him now, John Morrison, at least in WWE. Oh, I think yeah. he's had like one decent push for, uh, title so contender, and that was way back in 2011. Hey, he's I know he's he was Impact Champion. He won tons of belts when he was in AAA, but in terms of wrestling at WWE, I don't really feel like he's ever gotten a serious prolonged push that's on the same level as his talent level because he's mm. off the charts talented. Uh, as far as bad wrestling takes, same with Steve. Saying Bret Hart's overrated. Bret Hart's not exactly my cup of tea, uh, I, but I could appreciate his skills, his talent level he is. An eight wrestler, uh, well, maybe seven plus, but eight's close enough. <laughs> uh, so that that that's you know, historically speaking, been, been my bad wrestling take, but I always said Bret Hart was overrated. I mean, it's always kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, I appreciate his. I think his most famously,
4: we did it at that that Internet yeah. Darling show. Yeah, because that video like racked up like a ton of views. Uh, and uh, but yeah, no, I I recant on that one.
3: I kind of half recant.
0: <laughs>
4: you recant
5: yes all
3: right Cal. Cal
4: what's a what's a talent from any era you don't understand why they never got a big push
5: um so mine is too cold Scorpio oh great oh, answer great because great answer. everybody like Xavier Woods so many guys have referenced him as far as being so talented and the dude is still going right now he's he still doing there. indie shots yeah and he's
6: 55 yeah
5: and he's still off the top rope doing that like flip leg drop thing mm-hmm, yeah the guy is so good I, he was at like i think not the gathering but he was at a, um
4: he was at homecoming this past uh last and, weekend yeah
5: exactly and just i never understood why he didn't get a real like push i, I don't know He was on the job squad i guess but whatever but yeah two cold scorpio um bad wrestling takes uh that's a good question. I don't know. I couldn't answer that one. I couldn't think of anything that I could really think of a bad rest and take for me. Um I don't know, maybe I should start doing dives or something. That's my that's, I was against dives. <laughs> I'll start doing dives or something. <laughs> you maybe go. I'll start doing some gymnastics. Temples. There you go. So, start, 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 start doing start doing match. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's I Working was against your... it, but now maybe I should be for it work on your tope dude
4: there exactly. you go <laughs> yeah. all right that's going to do it for us for matt chat today cal thank you so much Thanks, for hanging cal. out with us and uh where can they follow you on the twitter to get all the latest info on uh on on where you're going to be okay
5: so you can follow me on twitter at cal underscore jack but here's the thing i spell it a different way mm-hmm. people need to understand this Spelt k-a-l-j-a-k you know why i spell it with no c's do you guys know why
4: I do know, but I'm I'm going to let you say it. I do know, but yeah. You
5: guys do know. Because C's are average. And I'm not average. And nobody else should be average. So no C's in my name because I'm not average. So it's K-L underscore J-A-K. That's how you spell cow jack. Because we're not average. And you can follow me on Instagram, but I really don't care about Instagram. And that's about it. Yeah, just follow me on Twitter. That's all I care about. But thank you guys for having me. This is so much fun.
4: Well, thank you. Anytime, Cal. We'll we'll have have you back on the show properly at some point. Heck yeah. Sure. And take another vacation, have Cal come in. Uh, Anyways, thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate it. If you want to submit your question to Matt Chat, get your video question right here on the show. $20 a month at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.
3: Goodbye. Bye bye.